electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. A bailout by any other name is still a bailout. But Silicon Valley searched far and wide for another name while defending its part in the crisis. Well, to blame VCs, investors, for sparking a run. No, this is shooting the messenger. Welcome to Tech Check Weekly. Today, we're taking a look at the implosion of Silicon Valley Bank that nearly derailed the technology and the banking landscape. When the dust settled on the SVB rescue plan, a lot of focus turned to whether what the U.S. government had done was actually a bailout. Stock and bondholders of SVB, they were wiped out. Management was fired. But the depositors of SVB, all the companies and the individuals and the startups and the funds that held their money in a Silicon Valley bank account, they would get their money back. Many venture capitalists in Silicon Valley had loudly pushed for this over the weekend. Save these startups, they said, or there will be blood in the streets. I would say a lot of vocal venture capitalists um, who have sort of have a libertarian streak, uh, who don't believe in, in government, oftentimes are against regulation. We talk about carried interest on the program all the time. Venture capitalists say that they uh, should uh, pay less than, than, frankly, everybody else. And I wonder on a morning like this, do you say, you know what? Thanks. Thank, thank, thanks, thanks I, for having I, us. I think we uh, absolutely, I first of all, I absolutely believe in the government. And I think the government stepped in in exactly the right time and, and very grateful that they did because this would have caused an issue for thousands of companies and millions of people. And the U.S. government, the Fed, Treasury, the FDIC, yes, they saved the startups and countless small tech companies that would have missed payroll and perhaps gone out of business. But it's just not true to say that the investors weren't also bailed out. The question is, which investors? Because less talked about in Silicon Valley right now is the fact that the government certainly bailed out the VCs themselves. Those investors who had invested real dollars in money-losing startups and who were saved from having to mark down their investments or lose their investments entirely because of the action of the U.S. government. So when the president says investors will be wiped out, Investors in the banks will not be protected. They knowingly took a risk, and when the risk didn't pay off, investors lose their money. That's how capitalism works. He means Silicon Valley bank investors, but not investors broadly who benefited from the savior of the bank and the rescue of these deposits. That leads us to Citadel's Ken Griffin, who criticized the government's action in an interview with the FT. This is supposed to be a capitalist economy, and that's breaking down before our eyes, he said in an interview on Monday. That was just a day after U.S. regulators pledged to protect all depositors in SVB, even those with balances above that $250,000 federal insurance limit. He adds, there's been a loss of financial discipline with the government bailing out depositors in full. That fiscal discipline would have hurt guests, the tech companies who were just using a checking account or line of credit at SVB. But it would have also hurt an entire class of venture capital investors who had money at SVB, who used SVB to reportedly get sweetheart deals on low interest loans for their personal homes, and who most importantly have a giant financial interest in these startups surviving. But when I look at what happened over the weekend, right, this is radically different than 08. This is not a bailout for shareholders. This is not a bailout for CEOs. 
I'm celebrating what happened in Washington this weekend and saying this is why we're a great system. Let's have the debate. Let's get stronger on the other side. Remember Chamath Paul Hapatia at the height of the pandemic. He came on CNBC April 2020 and he said, the U.S. should not bail out billionaires and hedge funds during the coronavirus pandemic. Who cares? Let them get wiped out. Are you arguing to let airlines, for example, fail? Yes. Let them get wiped out. Who cares? Paul Hapatia and friends sang a different tune over the last week. I mean, we were just reacting to it. We were reporting what we were seeing. And we were disturbed by the fact that the regulatory authorities in the government hadn't spoken out yet. I mean, again, I tweeted on Friday afternoon, where is Yellen? Where is Powell? Why aren't they talking about it? I think we were drawing attention to a problem that needs to be solved immediately. And I think that was constructive. The bailout occurred. And then plot twist. The argument in Silicon Valley turned to blaming the government. I don't see how you can blame us for drawing attention to a problem that, frankly, the government caused. Some of the most outspoken venture capital investors like Balaji Srinivasan and David Sachs are arguing that the government spent their way into this problem and the Fed was forced to raise rates so fast that banks were caught off guard. Here's Srinivasan, former partner at Andreessen Horowitz. The Fed caused the banking crisis. Surprise rate hikes devastated the balance sheets of hundreds of banks, not just SVB. Because all of them followed the same guidance and bought the same assets from the same vendor who devalued them in the same way at the same time. Their mistake, according to Srinivasan, they thought buying long-dated treasuries and similar bonds from the U.S. government was the safest bet that you could make. Here's an argument taking it one step further from the man who has become the main character of VC tech Twitter, David Sachs. So what caused the rapid rate hikes? The worst inflation in 40 years. And what caused that? Too much spending and money printing coming out of Washington, all while Biden, Yellen, and Powell assured us U.S. inflation was transitory. So who's to blame? In this argument, yes, mismanagement of risk at SVB, but also the Fed and elected politicians for pumping stimulus into an already hot economy, cranking up inflation, and raising rates too late and too quickly. This is a far cry from thank you. Joe Weisenthal on Twitter points out that in the financial crisis, car companies like GM and Chrysler spent years thanking taxpayers for the bailout with multi-million dollar TV ads aimed at expressing their gratitude and trying to win back public favor. So what comes next for startups and VCs? Even if the VCs cannot agree on who is to blame, where and how does the industry move forward? Silicon Valley Bank was the bank of choice for nearly 50% of tech startups. It played a hugely unique role in the startup ecosystem, providing services, products, even flexibility to those companies when bigger banks turn their back on them. Question now is, will the new version of SVB be able to continue the role of its predecessor? Christy Kim is a Silicon Valley client, and she's also CEO and co-founder of Tomo Credit, a fintech that issues credit cards to people without existing credit history, like immigrants and students. She has her doubts. The Silicon Valley bank that we knew is over. So now, as a fintech company, working with the Silicon Valley bank is the same as working with the government. And I don't think fintechs will like that. So now it's giving a pause to all the fintech to figure out, should we continue with Silicon Valley Bank or should we find new capital providers? And what made Silicon Valley Bank very unique was their understanding and willingness to support founders. On Monday, we saw founders going directly to branches to remove their deposits. All of our funds were here now, but um, we had banked with Bank of America before. But I mean, Silicon Valley Bank was really home to so many startups. They have great services for startups. I'm kind of sad to see them go, but um, 
But yeah, definitely this kind of exposure was not something we expected or want to have anymore. So we're definitely going back to a bigger bank again. And she wasn't the only founder doing that. Reporting suggests that the largest U.S. bank saw an influx of money from consumers and businesses in the week following SVB's collapse. Right now, tech is in financial diversification mode. They're more likely to spread out their money among different banks. And big shifts are occurring in the financing landscape. What does SVB's failure do to fundraising for cash-burning venture-backed companies who were already reeling from slower growth and tighter budgets? We are already at all-time lows for IPOs. And when is the last time you heard of a SPAC or giant Series C round? Quarterly capital investment has fallen more than 60%, according to data from PitchBook, and deal count was down nearly 25%. So does SVB and the VC bailout constrain tech startups, and for how long? With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.